Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. For those of you guys who are new here, I'm Natalie, and today I will be discussing the different themes and significance of our current read, Fahrenheit 451. And I'm Michelle. We are going to talk in depth about important words we found while reading the book, too. Should we begin with the passages? Yeah, ma'am. <laughs> One passage that we found interesting and really eye-opening is actually one we discussed during English class. It reads, a little learning is a dangerous thing. Drink deep or taste not the Pierian spring. Their shallow draughts intoxicate the brain and drink largely sobers us again. Pope, same essay. Where does that put you? You were scared, silly, said Beattie. For I was doing a terrible thing and using the very books you clung to to reboot you on every hand, on every point. What traitors books can be, you think they're backing you up and they turn on you. Others can use them too, and there you are, lost in the middle of the moor in a great welter of nouns, verbs, and adjectives. So reading this, what, did, what were your like thoughts on the passage, Michelle? Well, I think looking into the paragraph more, I'd like to talk about a major theme being that of taking in too much information on a given thing can be harmful. Like for me, I don't know about you, but I get into my head too much or I begin to overthink Mm -hmm. about something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I end up hurting myself. I don't know. It's just for me. And depending on the thing that I'm thinking about, my mind will usually find a negative thing to uh, wander toward, even though I'm an overly optimistic person. Like, you know me, right? Yeah. And I think one major theme within the paragraph might be that too much information can make you want to dive into a subject more, eventually making you drown in the knowledge and have it be an overload. What about you? I mean, I agree. Like, similar to you, there's been many occasions or instances where, like, knowing too much information ends up hurting you. Like, it can be something super simple from, like, knowing that Santa Claus doesn't exist and you're, like, your childhood being ruined to finding out that people have been fake or, like, they've been talking bad behind your back and having, like, your self-confidence go down. Dude, oh my god, I agree with you. (laughs) Wow. Information can definitely be, like, good or bad, depending on what, like, the intentions of, like, who you're talking to might be. But in the paragraph, Bradbury referred to, to, like, a book as a traitor, further claiming the fact that information can be manipulated. Have you ever been manipulated by information? I think that, like not necessarily manipulated but i feel like the way that i intake information really affects like the what do you mean okay so i'm not gonna say i've been manipulated by information but i just feel like information it depends how you intake the information right so okay for i like an idea or like an example would be textbooks like here at school these textbooks you don't get like the full version of the story or like whatever is going on because the people writing the textbooks are usually biased i agree yeah okay um, well like going back to that uh-huh. i have you ever okay i don't know about you maybe i might be weird but have you like when you were little or tiny or whatever <laughs> yeah you've like gotten a headache and you're like oh my god why am i ha- why do i have a headache or like you have a or you have like a <laughs> you have like a like something going on with you you google it and you go on wiki how like oh, you can be manipulated by information yes. Yes. so like, like when you search up your symptoms on yeah google. <laughs> so that can be a way that i've been manipulated by information wow and one well yeah anyone can manipulate information mm-hmm. especially like, like how technology is so accessible and like how these websites are so easily edited right now mm-hmm. it's just like it's really easy for information to be like distorted is that a word 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you know? Oh wait. You know what I thought of right now? You know the game telephone? Yeah. Yeah. That can be another way of manipulating information. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay. So if if that like, are you done? Okay. So I want to talk about another quote that I found really interesting. It says, "We cannot tell the precise moment when a friendship is formed." As in filling a vessel drop by drop, there's a last drop which makes it run over. So in a series of kindness, there's a lot one. There is at least one which makes your heart run over. What, what do you think of this? Like, okay. as you were reading. Well, I picked the quote and I really, really, really <laughs> like it. I think it indicates, um, like, the minute a friendship might be formed or, like, another relationship, depending on, yeah. But no one really knows how important... A person can be to you two days in time or like a year in time and once you know that feeling it can fill you with joy like to make to, to make a friend or to like have someone be with you it's very special and Bradbury when writing which makes the heart run over I think is implying that you have a moment in time where your heart can be made really really full that it can pour out a little bit you know like mm-hmm. to like a lot of love and a lot of happiness and you maybe never thought you'd get to that point but other people can make you feel that way Mm -hmm. what about you well honestly like this is really controversial to me because i've always had trouble and i like i struggle making friends like i'm a very introverted person so like being in like a vulnerable position where i have to talk and like open up to people and like literally make friendships is really hard for me like Mm -hmm. the friends that i have right now like it took me like four years (laughs) to make them so i think that personally i have never felt like i felt this feeling of overjoy but not necessarily with friendships like it has happened with family before and i know it can be a little different because they say that you can't choose your family you can't choose your family but you can choose your friends Mm -hmm. um but yeah being open being open to others is like really hard for me and i don't know i feel like this quote is kind of hard to apply to my life so you've never really felt like your heart full i mean i felt it before but it's not to a point where it's gonna overspill as he says mm-hmm. like yeah i feel happy at, like i feel really really happy at times and then i don't know i'm like really sensitive so like literally anything yeah can, like yeah like i feel very vulnerable and like you can like give me a dirty look and like not mean it and i'm like yeah break down things well, I think, I don't know, I, I connect it to, you know how a teacher will usually be like, uh, oh, is your cup full or empty today? I kind um, of compare it to that too, like, yeah. apart from the heart, depend like, a heart and over it and it overfilling can be a good thing too, but your cup overflowing could be a bad thing, so I yeah. kind of compare it to that too, like, I don't know. I mean, they say that even though, like, it's good to have things in moderation, I don't know if you can, like, apply this to, like, emotions, but I feel like... If you're too overwhelmed with emotions, it really affects the way that you're perf- like your performance, right? So if you're like, let's put an example. If you're in love, okay, there's nothing wrong with being in love. Like love is such a beautiful, strong thing. It's like it's an amazing emotion, amazing, amazing feeling in this world. But I feel like when you're too in love with a person and they don't feel the same way back, God does that hurt. <laughs> That really, really Well, like, hurt. how did it affect you? The, like, your perform- I mean, like, my academic performance in general really? got affected. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything else. Like, my mind was always, like, focused on this one specific thing mm-hmm. that I never paid attention during class. And, like, I don't know, like, it just... 
like when you realize that they don't love you back the same way that you love them back that's like yeah uh, like yeah it like it really affected me and like now i feel like that's why i'm a little more closed up and i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing i feel like it's a part of growing up and like everyone goes through it at some point yeah i i actually agree. yeah i agree with you i've had bad days and but i've learned i don't know i may be going a little bit off topic but mm-hmm. you know meditation yeah yeah i've like tried meditation i've tried doing that and you know, I think, like, connecting meditation to the book, I think a book might be a form of meditation for the people. Yeah. And they're not really ga- gaining that information or, like, that. Could, have you ever read a book and, like, felt really calm? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, well, that can be a form of meditation for them, but they're not, they don't really have that option. Yeah. Well, I like the connection that you make to your real life, and I relate to it on a different level, but I feel like, depending on who you are, you'll have a different reaction, you know? What other things should we talk about? Okay, so let's get started with themes. So when some themes that I found in a novel that are very important to discuss are the themes of censorship, identity, and technology. Censorship in the book is um, where like the government has control over what gets out and what doesn't. Like personally, do you think that the government is trying to protect its citizens from something? Like most of the time, information is kept so that you don't harm others, right? But I know that sometimes in some cases, like, that might differ. Um, um, another question is, what will the world look like if the truth was always out and if nothing was censored? Well, when I compare my government to another, I feel like, yeah, we are being taken taking care of, you know. But I find a lot of unfair conclusions when thinking about a topic like immigration, you know, depending on who you are. Our government is controlled by other people and people aren't perfect. They have that... <laughs> they they have that like I don't know they can be biased and everything so mm-hmm. people aren't perfect and I don't think government can be perfect either um, and I feel like our country on our own our quote to quote leader puts people in danger rather than in haven you know mm-hmm. and when talking about the other question though I feel like the world can be filled would be filled with a lot of hurt people if you are telling the truth all the time however maybe the fact that truth would be guaranteed to go out into the world would change people for the better you know and get them to walk toward an action that made them feel like more proud of rather than ashamed of so if you're telling the truth all the time technically it can be a good thing but it can be a bad thing too depending on who you are and what your intention might be but it can help people become better because you don't want to be ashamed about a lie you know how people lie yeah but like if you think about it there's a lot of people like mentally ill people right they don't realize what they're doing sometimes right so they might not feel this like emotion of shame like do you think that in that case like it would be better for nothing to be censored Wow, good question. Can you repeat it? It's okay, you don't have to answer. No, repeat it. Okay, okay. So, like, you know, mentally ill people, right? Mentally, yeah. (laughs) Right. So, um, they they sometimes they don't they don't feel conscious or they're not conscious of the behavior that they're doing, right? Or the they have a whole different like train of thought. Yeah. So if they're not conscious, then they might not feel that guilt. Mm -hmm. And you said that people are being like ashamed, like they're being ashamed Mm -hmm. and like. They don't. They wouldn't want to lie. Things like they wouldn't. Sorry, I can't talk. They wouldn't want to lie, right? But if they're not ashamed, if they're if not they can't feel, feel that, yeah. If they're not feeling the shame or the guilt, do you think that in that case it would be better for things to be censored? 
Well, the majority of people are capable of telling the truth and mentally ill people well i work with children with disabilities you know mm-hmm. they don't lie like they oh that's true so i don't i don't know well depending on like the difficulty or like the disability they have from what i've learned mm-hmm. all the people that i've worked with um on a personal level they don't lie to me um so and even if they do like you can catch them really yeah. quickly you know and even if they were to lie they wouldn't lie about anything really really bad you know they could lie about oh like i don't know depending but yeah they don't really lie (laughs) (laughs) i really like your interpretation i honestly like i never really thought about it that way if anything i thought that for example connecting it and going back to knowing too much information having the world uncensored with like karmas does that make sense i agree yeah well, another important theme that is in the novel that we've identified should be identity. As Montag begins reading and learning through Faber and Granger, his identity begins to, de- to develop. <laughs> this shows that different as- <laughs> aspects of your environment can affect your identity. Natalie, <laughs> what is identity to you? What has shaped your identity? Or what do you think shapes your identity? <laughs> That's the same question. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. I think that as you begin developing and growing, especially during this time in high school, yeah. you start to become really aware of who you are. <laughs> as I'm sorry. Um, you start becoming really aware of who you are as a whole person and you can choose how you are identified. As of for what shapes your identity, I think that the people that you spend the most time with really affect how you are as a person and it really affects like your different customs and beliefs like what about you i'm gonna get deep (laughs) okay for me identity has been a thing that i like i don't know who i am even now Mm -hmm. but i've known who i've been in different points of my timeline Oh my god. Like, like, for example, freshman year, I did not believe in anything. I was like, oh, why do you believe in God? I remember. But now, dude, like, my world, like, I. Last year, I kind of had a time to reflect on who I was and everything, and and I needed to find hope. Mm-hmm. And now I I find faith in everything. I find God in everything. So that kind of oh, that shook Michelle. my world a little bit. So identity for me may not be the people. I don't really get affected by people. I try to enjoy everyone individually, you know, for who they are, and not really become who they are. Mm-hmm. Identity to me might be like every event that has happened with the people. You know, I try to put my phone down a lot I don't, I'm not technology that much because I want to enjoy people for who they are and like the days that I spend with them mm-hmm. and for me identity can be that event or day wow and that, ide- that, that day can like shake me to become better you know because if I'm on the phone all the time like what am I getting from that that's Nothing. true is that how you like build like I'm sorry this is like off topic yeah. but like is that how you like build friendships then what do you mean because like you mentioned that um that you like to focus on an individual like yeah. based on who they are yeah not who they want to be well for me i'm very open i think you know me i remember being really shy freshman year yeah i remember an open too. book and i talked to literally everyone in this room that we're in right now <laughs> yeah you do but what what shaped that kind of i i remember i don't know i had that point in my life where my train of thought went toward 
loving everyone who like for who they are because one day we're not going to be here and one day I'm not going to get to talk to everyone that I wanted to talk to so why not do it now you know I should love everyone mm-hmm. and yeah that kind of wow that was I'm so proud of you that was really thank good thank you Natalie yeah um so the last thing that we're going to be discussing is technology as we see in the book mm-hmm. um we see Mildred with what are the things called? The, the shell yeah the shells right shell um, radio yeah sorry, the shell radios <laughs> we see them we um we see that she like is listening to her radio and then he and then she also has like a lot of technology surrounding her right she has all these screens she has all these tvs everything is so innovated and i think that this is a very big theme that we need to touch on because it's literally how our world it like it reminds me of wally right Mm -hmm. this is how our world is this is how the world's gonna look like in a little if you think about it i agree with you if we continue advancing the way that we are that's how we're gonna end up living our lives like going, just yeah like go. just sorry oh, continue. No, no, go, no, go, no, go. No, going back to the technology thing that i mentioned earlier you know putting my phone down and joining people mm-hmm. i'm like one in 10 people that do that That's a lot of people don't do that so mm-hmm. you're right people and the fact that they're leaning more toward technology rather than enjoying people for who they are it's really i don't know it can shape everyone in a negative way like the fact that people don't open themselves to other people mm-hmm. and pay more attention to their phone so i agree with you okay yeah. well so how do you think the the tone throughout the book changed or like do you think it stayed the same or like well, i don't know from what i've read the tone was really like it was i think it, it was thrilling. really in, yeah it was like really intense and realistic yeah and to a point where like i literally imagined myself in their positions i imagined wow this is if we continue this like at what we're at right now this is where we're gonna be at yeah i agree the book is significant to our world today because it shows how oblivious we are and how much control the government can have yeah all right then. so with that being said We hope you enjoy.